0: Today's word was preached by Presbyter Tiago. May the Holy Spirit open up your eyes, ears, hearts, and minds to receive God's word. God bless you. All right, how are you guys? Great. Yes, we are great. We are full of life. That's so good. I am pumping, guys. I have no idea. Now, I am, uh, I'm going to put this up there. And um, just so you know that we're going to be engaged in Daniel chapter 4. And it's probably one of my favorite chapters in this book. We are in Daniel chapter 4. And um, we're going to be faced with things that um, really may offend some. Um, I am not going to hold back. I'm just going to shoot. And um, be a man. And um, get that on your chest. Okay? Because we're going to talk about things that a glorious king, almighty king, powerful, maybe um, the most powerful man in the world will go into an ego trip and think that he is the best um, cookie of the jar and he's going to be in a bad spot. So uh, this is, um, we're going to talk about pride. Pride is, we'll find out that pride is the source of every sin. Pride is, he is the source of every evil. And I, I'm talking towards men more now because we can be proud creatures and we can mess things up. We can mess our walk with God. We can mess our walk with um, our wives, our children. We can mess things up. And we'll see Nebuchadnezzar here messing things badly. He's got everything a man can desire. He's got everything... Even the miracles of God are being performed in front of him. But he goes in an ego trip and loses badly. And the Lord is there to show him that. Okay? So, for those who don't know why Daniel, obviously, he has a personal impact. He has revelation to the Gentiles, for you and for me. It's not only about the, the Jews. It is a prophetic book. It is, um, as well as a historical book, but it's a prophetic book. There's so much that it hasn't happened yet. There's so much theology that says it has. But as the the book will go, you will see that there's so much in there that the world has never seen before. So um, uh, you are going through a very, very important book of the Bible. Um, Now, uh, some people have difficulty to say that, oh, Daniel, you know, he didn't write the book or... He was not a prophet, or something like that. It's just crazy because Jesus authenticates that. Jesus says that Daniel is a prophet, and then we quoted in Ezekiel, uh, you know, three times, and uh, he is right there um, with 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 the um, with the big names of the Bible. Now, one thing to remember here, and I will not um, get tired to say, is that he's only he's one of the only two which he has no evil to be spoken of. Him and Joseph. They play a role in the Bible as a shadow of Jesus Christ. So these guys, they are obviously sinful people, but they are playing a role, very important role. When you read your Bible, you understand, oh, these guys are special. Of course, they are playing a role to show that Christ was come to do certain things. So they are a model of it, okay? Something that you got to understand, I've, I've shown this on the first, ch- uh, first presentation, but I left it out in the last ones. But we are going into we are going through the historical part of the book, and um, um, there will be a switch uh, later as the visions will start to happen with Daniel, and that's the prophetic part, um, as well as what we s- we saw in chapter two. But there's a lot of history now, and then when you get to se- chapter seven, things get a little more more uh, fiery. Okay, um. There's a chronological order. You can take a photo if you want. You can see it later. But I think it's important for you to understand how many years spread um, throughout all the chapters. In chapter 1, the diet was established that he and his friends obviously said, ah, we're not going to defy ourselves with this idol's um, um, food and we, we want to preserve us. And the Lord obviously um, gifted them. And and granted granted him uh, a position in the the kingdom and spiritual gifts as you you saw yourself. Um, Chapter 2, there was the interpretation of the dream. It's a big chapter. It's a prophetic chapter as well as historical chapter. So there's a lot in there. You can go back and watch it on YouTube. In the end of it, Daniel was established as the prime minister of Babylon. Okay? Um, Some believe that he was probably the prime minister of the world like Joseph was. Joseph was under the Egypt, uh, of, of, um, under the Pharaoh, but he was the, the big name uh, um, answering only to Pharaoh. Daniel here, um, uh, my reading say that, implies that he was the prime minister of the region of uh, the Chaldea, or the Babylon, uh, uh, Babylon region. I, but Babylon was a, was, a, was a big kingdom. There was more to it than just where they were. Um, so Daniel was, was uh, a big name there. Um, chapter 3, last time, bow or burn. That was probably one of the, the biggest moments for us uh, since we started the book. Uh, there it is, um, you know, the three boys um, handed with Jesus Christ in there. You know, Nebuchadnezzar himself, says it, the, the one is there is like the Son of Man, uh, the Son of God, sorry. You know, and um, the, they recognize the entire court is watching this. And that's what I, I find amazing. You know, your life is a witness. Your life is is a testimony uh, that God exists and that God, you know, preserves you even through the fir- the furnace. You know, it's just crazy. You know, even in, even for us, you know, who believe in miracles and all that stuff, it, it's uh, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But um, but God is real. This is real, and um, and that's how we finish our our last presentation in uh, session three. We are now in session four. Nebuchadnezzar's pride. We'll. It's a big one, you know. There's some disturbing pictures I'm going to put up. So if you've got children there, close your eyes or uh, be in the children's ministry, you know. But um, you parents know what to do with your children. There's some disturbing uh, pictures that I'm putting up. But you must learn. You must see what the reality of those things. Um, so follow me with verse 1 as we go into this uh, chapter. Nebuchadnezzar, the king unto all people and nations, the language that dwell in the earth... Peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God hath brought toward me. How great are are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. If you know Nebuchadnezzar, you know that this is the guy who builds a golden statue. This is the guy who is... Um, uh, he pulls out the eyes of his enemies and let them live without seeing what, um, what is af- what's what's going to happen after. This guy is, he cuts people's heads and like he, he was ready to kill all the magis, all the, the astrologers of his kingdom just because he couldn't um, interpret his dream. Or, you know, just a, an easy task. Just interpret my dream there, uh, Rose, and uh, if you don't, I'll kill you. So like, whoa. So this, this guy is saying, look, all people, all nations Abba a church. Oops, not that. He said all nations. He said nations. And languages that dwell in the earth. So he's sending a letter for you. He's sending a letter to the world. He's not sending a letter to his kingdom. That's important for you when you start reading this thing how great are his signs of god how great is this and how mighty are his wonders now when you start to pick up the way he's writing this is like this guy is completely down to earth who god is he understands who is this guy he understands who god is all about he says his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom that's new testament writing isn't that doesn't it doesn't this sound new testament Paul Paul in the pistols his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generations to generations like he's not saying my dominion or my kingdom or Babylon which is great and phenomenal no He's, he's giving all the glory to your God this guy is a pagan king saying those things something happened to him so he's right in this so now the let, this chapter 4 is a letter to, that we're going to read. is a letter that he, sent, he wrote himself to the all nations so everyone should know who God is and what God did to him. This is what you're going to be facing tonight, to this morning. Not tonight, this morning. Peace be multiplied. Now this is certainly Christian salutation used by the apostles. How many of you have heard, peace be unto you brother? This is, this is just the way it's been written should catch your attention. Verse 4. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in mine house and flourishing in my palace. I saw a dream which made me afraid, and the thoughts upon my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. Therefore made a decree to bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me, that they might make known unto me the interpretation of the dream. Then came into the magicians, the astrologers, the the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. And I told them, I told the dream before them, but they did not make known unto me the interpretation thereof. Now, some people know where to look for answers, but they're too proud to admit it. Here starts the the issue of pride. Didn't Nebuchadnezzar have an experience with um, Daniel about dream interpretation? Didn't he have... Uh, An amazing experience of, okay, you not only said what I dreamed, but you also interpret what that dream meant. He knew where to look for answers, but he didn't. That tells you something about the character of this guy. That tells the something about the character of us. We know where we should go and what we should do. We know what we should say. Husbands, you know when you have to say sorry first. When you have to say I love you first. And you don't. Some people know where to look for answers. But they are too proud to admit it. Here starts the problem of Nebuchadnezzar. But at, l- but at the last Daniel came in before me. Whose name was Bathshezer. According to the name of my God. See he was still not admitting God. And in whom in, in, is the spirit of the Holy gods? See and before him I told the dream. Saying "O oh, Bathshezer master of the magicians. Uh, because I know the spirit of the holy gods is in thee and no secret troubles thee, tell me the visions of my dream that I have seen and inter- the interpretation thereof. Now, here he calls him the Rab Khartoum, the chief of magicians. Now, he's this is probably the title Daniel carried around. He was the head of all these prophets, or soothsayers, or astrologers, or Chaldeans. He was on top of all this, and um. After all the, uh, the other blabbers couldn't do their bit, Daniel comes at last and, you know, uh, before the king. And then the king, oh yeah, Daniel, I know you have the spirit of God and, you know, do your thing, please. So that's, you know, a- at last he goes to Daniel. And then, those uh, were the visions of mine had in my bed. So he's going to say it. I saw and behold a tree in the midst of the earth. Now imagine this this big tree in the midst of the earth, and the height thereof was great, the tree grew and was strong, and the height thereof reached unto heaven, and the sight thereof to the end of all the earth, the leaves thereof uh, therefore were were fair, and the fruit thereof much, and it, it was meat, uh, it was meat for all the beasts of the field had shadow under it, and the fowls of the heaven dwelt in in, in, in the in the bows thereof. And all, and, and all flesh was fed of, of it. I saw it in the vision of my head upon my bed. And behold, a watcher and a holy one came down from heaven. So some, some sort of an uh, angelic creature. He cried aloud and said, Thus hew down the tree and cut off his branches. Shake off his leaves and scatter his fruits. Let the beast get away from under it and the fowls from his branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump of his roots in the earth when with um, a band of iron and brass in the tender grass of the field, and let, it be, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven, and let his portion be with the beasts in the grass of the earth. Let his, wha- his heart be changed from man's, and let a beast's heart be given unto him, and let seven times pass over him. This matter is by decree of the watchers and the demand by the word of the holy ones to the intent that the living may know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of man and giveth it to whomsoever He will, and setteth up over it basis of men. Now, imagine this big tree in the middle of the earth, which is enough, big enough to shadow the whole thing. People go under it. People feed from it. The beasts feed from it, like it's it's some sort of a source, a source of life in there. But then the watchers say, "Cut it off." But don't take the roots out. Cut it off. Don't take the roots out. And then the pronouns start to change from it to him. And then now this tree is not it anymore. It's him. So it's like you don't get it if you're reading devotionally. You don't get it. You need to stop and think on what you're reading. It says here, the watchers, they um, tell him to cut him off. Give him a new heart. A heart of a beast. So basically... What, what happens here is that this tree is cut off. The, the roots are living now. Uh, and this guy become, is supposed to become um, a, from man to beast. Okay? So we're going to elaborate a little bit more on that. Then in verse 18 says, This dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen, now thou, Balthasar, declare the interpretation thereof. For much as all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known unto me the interpretation... But thou art able, for the spirit of the holy gods is in thee. Okay, so here at the end of all this, Nebuchadnezzar knew that Daniel is the right source for his um, questions. Then Daniel, whose name was Baltashezer, was astonished for an hour, and his thoughts troubled him. And the king spake and said, Baltashezer, let not the dream or interpretation thereof trouble thee. Balthesar answered and said, My Lord, dr- dr- the dream to be to, th- uh, the dream be to them that hate thee, and the interpretation thereof to thine enemies. Now, for an hour, which I will be honest, I don't know what that means, he got astonished and froze up a little bit. And the king said, Look, don't be troubled, but you know, it, it was a dream, but, you know, don't, don't be this way. He got afraid. And then Daniel says, look, this dream is for them who hate you. So the answer here for you is that this dream is not a good thing for you. It's actually the people that hate you will be happy about it. It is for the, interp- the, the meaning of this dream is for your enemies, really. Verse 20, the tree that thou sowest. Now Daniel will explain what it is. Which grew and was strong. It was high reaching to the heaven. And the sight thereof was all the earth. So the, all the earth could see it. Whose leaves were fair and the fruit thereof much. And then it was meat for all. There was food for everybody on that tree. Under which the beasts um, of the field dwelt and upon. Whose branches the fowls the heaven uh, uh, had in their habitation. It is thou. So all this tree and this source of life, you know, these fruits and this habitation that people would go under, it is you, Daniel says. O king, thou art grown and became strong, for thy greatness is grown, and reacheth unto heaven, and thy dominion to the end of the earth. So, no doubt, Nebuchadnezzar was the man that time, and he had everything, and he was indeed recognized and and worshipped by everyone. Verse 23, And whereas the king saw a watcher and a holy one coming down from heaven and saying, Hewn the tree down and destroy it, yet leave the stump of the roots thereof in the earth, even with a band of iron brass in the tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven. And let his portion, now he changes the pronoun, his portion, not eat portion, his portion be with the beast of the field until seven times past. Over him, this is the interpretation, O King, and this is the decree of the Most High, which is come upon my Lord the King. Now he's going to say what that means: that they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make thee to eat grass as a bull, as a an noxen, and they shall wet thee with the dew of heaven. And seven times shall pass over thee until thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of man and giveth it to whomsoever he will. All right? So here's interpretation. You're going to start chewing grass, brother. This is it. And I can't even. Ima- I, I try to imagine Nebuchadnezzar listening to it. This is nonsense. And whereas they commanded to leave the stem of the tree roots, thy kingdom shall be sure unto thee, after that thou shalt have known that the heavens do rule. So there's a purpose here. The Lord has sent those watchers, those angelic beings, um, to decree something to Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar will spend seven times. We will understand later the seven times is seven years. But it is rooted down. It is cut, but it's rooted down. So that tree will come up again. It is supposed to come up again. So there is a way of saying, look, this will pass. After seven years, your kingdom will be given back to you. Okay, fair enough. Verse 27. Wherefore, O King, let my counsel be accepted unto thee, and break off thy sins by righteousness, and thine iniquities by showing mercy to the poor, if it may be a lengthening of thy tranquility. In the New King James we will say prosperity. I'm using the King James, the Old English. Um, it's interesting that God here has had a purpose for all this. Now, the the outcome of this is for you to understand that I ruleth. You are where you are. You have what you have because I've given you. I have put you there. I have prepared the entire thing for you. You have the Israelites because I have given you them. And it's funny because... When you read Jeremiah, remember last time I told you that if you wanted to know more about this you should go to Jeremiah and read more about Jeremiah because Jeremiah is the exile uh, uh, records. Jeremiah, he, he is promised to have a title of the land of Israel to go back to it 70 years later. So that is a way of having a being promised saying, look, you're going to go to exile, but I'm going to take you back there after 70 years. So he, everything was destroyed. Everything was leveled. And no one understood that the Lord had a purpose for this. And in the end, the Lord was going to restart everything. It is the same here. Look, you're going to go through this thing. But after you understand, God is the one who con- controls your, your kingdom. In, and He's the one who's giving you all that you have. Then that will ge- be given back to you. Because I didn't take the roots off that tree. Remember? Okay, so I find interesting because in this verse here, Daniel knows very close what's going to happen. Daniel feels it. The king has the interpretation. He has a story only. But Daniel, is like he feels it. <laughs> if the Lord said, God, this is going to happen, man. This is, this is going to be a bad trip. Daniel loved the king here you can this. You can, you can, you can, I'm going rea- to read this to again to you wherefore O king let my counsel be accepted unto thee and break off your sin by righteousness and thine iniquities by showing mercy to the poor if it may be a lengthening of thy uh, prosperity if, you know if that means uh, that we can continue to be a prosperous kingdom and you can be healthy and you can continue on break your sin, repent Repent and go back and and, and and do it by righteousness, not by sinfulness. So Daniel is interceding here. This is what Jesus does with us. He's interceding every day, every second of the day, every time. He is before the feet of the Father saying, Lord, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They have my blood in them. So forgive them, forgive them, forgive them. Change them, change them, change them. That's what the Lord is doing with you right now for you. He's saying, look, whatever bad ego trip you've taken, whatever it is that you have done, whatever evil stuff you have watched, whatever evil thing you've done to your, your wife or your husband, change it. Break it off by righteousness. Change it. Listen to my counsel, I tell you now. Verse 28, and all this came upon the king Nebuchadnezzar. So basically, the way the king James is writing here is this. Now, this is what's going to ha- This is what happened after that. This, is what the, this verse here is. this uh, phrase is what it means. All this came upon the king Nebuchadnezzar. So now you're going to explain what happens. At the end of the 12 months, okay, so it's one year past, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon, the king spake and said, is, he not, is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by mighty of my power and for the honor of my majesty? He goes off. After a year, he's had that. Now he's giving the glory to himself again. He did that in chapter 3. The Lord showed how the fire furnace didn't work because the Lord was there. The Lord was merciful enough to give him a um, dream and the interpretation of this dream. But after a year, he was not converted yet. It didn't help. So I have built this house. My power, my majesty, my pride. It's me, 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 me. That's why this is never going to work with us. Christianity and pride. We always clash because we are about the others, isn't that? Love the others as you love thyself. Isn't that the great commandment? So we can never go down this, this road. And we're going to analyze a little further about pride. From the entire Bible, the only man or woman ever to receive anything from God is one of humble heart. Now, there is no one in the Bible who has received anything from God if it was not by repentance or I need you or putting themselves under that and that's true with us too you can only get your marriage better you can only get your children on the right path you can only get your family on track or your ministry you have no idea how many preachers are frustrated today because they are in an ego trip just doing whatever I don't know Put yourself down under God and start your life again. There is always a new start with Jesus, guys. There is always a way to re, um, to begin again. Pride and humbleness—they're two extremes. You cannot mix them up. Men have to come up and be a man and say, "Look." Sorry, uh, darling, I, I messed up. I've done wrong so far. I want to get better. Just between you and me here. You know, I am actually ashamed. I don't want to say this to my, my friends, but I want to say this to you. I've done it wrong t- with you, but I want to get better. <laughs> if that was just, you know, only the, you don't need to, you don't need to die for anything. You don't need to do anything. But just come to that. That is enough to change your heart from beast to man. Okay? Now, pride is something God hates. We're going to exhaust the church now with some passages that I want to read to you, so you remember, okay? But why he, he hates? Because Satan fell because of pride. Now, get this in Isaiah 14, verse 13 to 14. There's no many passages in the Bible about Satan. So if you want to know about Satan, it's Ezekiel, uh, excuse me, Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28. So there, there is a description more about Satan, okay? I'm more in depth. For thou hast said in thy heart, now we're going to, uh, Isaiah is going to be, we're, we're gonna be um, explaining about what Satan said here. For thou hast said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north, And I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. And I will be like the most high. Now, Satan being delusional, obviously. That's the word I wanted. He's being delusional here. He's believing in his own lies. I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. It's all about him. It's all about me, 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 how I feel or where I want to get. Where I wanna, you know, how I wanna walk, and it's my idea, it's my way. You know, I, you know, I look after the service this way. I preach this way. It's me, 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 me. It's not how God is guiding you to do things. That's why Satan fell, pride. Proverbs six sixteen nineteen says there are six things that the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to Him. A proud look. A lion tongue, hands the shed innocent blood, heart that devises wicked imaginations, feed the swift in running unto mischief, a false witness that speaks lies, and he heareth so hath discord among brethren. Now, some people interpret this thing saying six things are hateful, you know, God really hates, but the seventh is the worst of them because it reads that one, he, abom- he, abominate, he abominates, um, uh, it's an abomination to him. But it's not really that. When the Bible lists something, the first one usually is the most important one. It's a theological uh, principle. A proud look is the first of the list. And God hates and all those things are an abomination to the Lord. All of them. But a proud look is the first one to be listed. One Corinthians 4, 6, 7 says, And these things, brother, I have in a figure transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sakes that ye might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written, that no one of you be puffed up for one against another. For who maketh thee to differ from another? And why hast thou what thou didst not receive? Now if thou didst receive it, why does uh, thou glory as if thou hast not received it? Now, why are you puffing up saying that you are better than this guy? Oh, because I am the pastor and you are a member. Or No. We, are all, we all have um, duties in the body. All of us. Pastors have one. Preachers have others. Teachers have others. Evangelists have others. And, and so on and so on. That, you know, all, It's not because you are sitting there and I am he, up here... That your mission is uh, less than mine or anything like that. You are more uh, uh, held accountable after you knowing what I have said here. After I presented this to you, you cannot say you didn't hear it. So you and I have the same uh, responsibility in our hands. So why we puff one to another? Paul is really angry with the, the Corinthians here fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded having the same love being being of one accord one on mind let nothing be done through strife and vainglory but in low, in in uh, lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves look not every man on his own things but every man also on the things of others it's like Desire to your disciple or to your brother or to whoever is with you there to be better than you. That's, that's the heart of Christ. I want you to be better. I want you to improve. I want you to skyrocket. Proverbs twenty-six twelve. 12. thou a man wise in his own conceit, there is more hope of a fool than of him. Now, if you think you know everything, and the hope is in your knowledge on yourself, there is more hope of a fool than of him. Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand joining in hand, he shall not be unpunished. So like, as simple as hand joining hand, the proud of heart will be punished. James 4, 13, Go to now ye that say today or tomorrow we will go into a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain and be rich. Whereas ye know not what shall be on, the to- on tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanish away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall, we shall live and do this or that. But now ye rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Oh, yeah, let's just go to Australia, Dora, because that's what you want to do. You're going to get rich there. You're going to get, you know, $45 an hour and this and $50 an hour and that. And we are going to get, you know, buy a house and then we can take our cue saver and make plans and all. Whoa, 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 hold on. Where is God in that story? Where is you asking Him what He has for you in your life? All this boasting, saying you can do this, is evil. Let this mind be in you, which, also, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Get this, this is phenomenal. But made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of man and being found in fashion as a man be humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross now the, <laughs> the Jehovah witnesses will have a hard time with this verse here <laughs> but I'll tell you Jesus Christ had all the right to be a divine being walking around and ruling the earth the way he wanted he created everything the plan of salvation was designed by him. If he wanted to change that, he could have. But because he said he would do it this way, that's something he can't do. He can't go back on his word. He's not a man to lie. He's God. And he put himself lower than the angels. Can you imagine? He created the angels. And he put himself lower than men. Because he, he was treated as a dog. He was in that cross because of you and because of me i was singing here before i was like lord how much bad stuff i've done in my life when the, um, um edson was thanking god for for me being here and safe and so on there's no one time that passed by that i said lord i'm so grateful that i'm here in this place in this church in this town and and be where i am in life you know i don't have a house i don't have anything like i mean in terms of possessions you know i have debts and 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 things like everybody else but i'm in in the moment where i understand that i was rubbish and now you brought me up to the table of royalty and i'm eating the best stuff of the there is it's just when you understand that stuff it's hard to go back and you speak of apostasy and things like dropping the faith but when you get to that point like I just can't see it. When you understand that you were, you come from a bad bunch and you understand this verse here, things get um, quite um, hard to become proud again. While, now going back to Daniel 4, verse 31. While the word was still in the king's mouth, when I mean, he was rejoicing, saying, I am the big one, a voice fell from heaven, King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken: the kingdom has departed from you, and they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make you eat grass like oxen, and seven times shall pass over you until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whoever He chooses. You see, if if um, the kingdom of New Zealand is in the hands of Jacinda, and you don't like it, fair, I don't like it either. But the Lord has allowed us. There's a purpose in everything. He rules it, not us. That every hour the word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men and ate grass like an oxen, like a bull, like a cow. His body was wet with the dew of heaven until his hair had grown like eagles, feathers and his nails like bird's claws. Like this guy became a monster. Now, uh, as I go through this, I, face to, um, I, I, I ended up finding something about lycanthropy. This is a, uh, a, a psychology di- psychological disorder that actually is real. And um, people that um, they be- they, they believe they are um, like wolves and dogs. And um, the same happens with people that believe they are like um, a bovine sort of a, um, a disorder. They think they are a cow. And that's a, and that's that's a um, a real proven psychological disorder, mental disorder. Okay, and there is some uh, um, photos I found. There's no much online about that, but there is quite a bit there that surely for those who know the spiritual realm, it's definitely spiritually you know driven, uh, but it is categorized as a mental disorder, and that's. And, 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 and this stuff happens, you know. You've got records um, throughout history about this. Now, Nebuchadnezzar, obviously, is the most famous one because it's probably the oldest record we have. Um, but it, it really is a reality. But as I, uh, th- that's a good thing you should know, church. When you face something in the Word of God and, and there is explanation in the secular wor- uh, world, you always want to go back to the Word and analyze that text further. I believe that this is a mental disorder. I believe this is triggered by an evil spirit. And I believe um, this is me saying, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I, I have no training in, in psychology. But um, when you read Nebuchadnezzar disorder, you you can see that there was something spiritual that happened there. There was some sort of a wonder thing. There's some, some Something that really happens and you go, whoa. Okay? And this stuff there is just, um, um, you know, similar to it um, in different proportions. But what happened to Nebuchadnezzar, uh, you know, having his, you know, hand, uh, nails and, and his hairs and things like that. Like, he really became something probably like you read in Revelation 9. Okay? With, you know... Uh, anyways, I'll leave it there. You do your own research. And then verse 34 says, At the end of the days, I and Nebuchadnezzar, now seven years is gone. I and Nebuchadnezzar lift up mine eyes unto heaven, and my understanding return unto me. And I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. Now he got it after his hard time after his tribulation he got it why do we have to go through this? I keep, I keep thinking why? has well, Nebuchadnezzar had Daniel Nebuchadnezzar had miracles Nebuchadnezzar had uh, testimony he had to feel that in his skin for seven years so he can put up his head and say yes you are right Lord I'm wrong how long you will take how long I will take? That's the question of the day. How long we will take to say, Oh Lord, I am from a bad bunch. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And he does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, What do you do? At the same time my reason returning unto me and for, the, and, and for the glory of my kingdom, mine hour and brightness returned unto me. I became king again. My counselors and my lords sought unto me, and I was established in my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added unto me. Now I and praise and exalt and honor the, kingdom, the king of heaven, all whose words are truth, and his way is judgment. And those that walk in pride, he is able to obey He's able to obey If you walk in pride, the Lord will look after it. Pray. Pray because things can be harder than we can expect. So after his restoration, he lived about one year. And then he died. And then he died. Now, repentance heals you. And that's what the Lord was looking for in Nebuchadnezzar's heart. I want to see here a king who has everything. I want to see here a person who has the joy, the perfect life, the perfect perfect family, the perfect bank account. I want to see this person repenting. But I am, I am perfect. I, I looked after. You know, I fulfilled the Ten Commandments like that young man in the Gospels. They said, okay, so sell your things, give to the poor, and follow me. Obviously, the Lord was being, you know, look. Look at yourself first. There's always for you to find in you. There is a personal level application in this chapter. You should look at the life of Nebuchadnezzar today and realize that you have everything. You're in a very privileged position in your life. But what is wrong? What's what what is missing? Are you gonna allow the judgment of God come through and you have to uh, reap things that you uh, uh, wish you never sown before. Because as we go along with our lives our seeds are going with us. We are seeding in the ground. We are seeding bad stuff because from us only bad stuff can come. But what we seed the ground, we'll reap one day. There is a level of application here. Nebuchadnezzar, he tried everything um, he could to exalt himself, to glorify himself to a point where the Lord said, oh, okay, enough is enough. I will show you who is in control. Now, the application here is obviously personal with Nebuchadnezzar, but it's for you and for me. We are definitely, you know, shove it inside that p- chapter there. But there's a prophetic and a application outreach of Babylonians and Gentile power. Now these guys they ruled the entire earth. Their religion ruled the entire earth. Their traditions and customs ruled the entire earth. This will happen again. There will come a time where there will be an ecumenical outreach of the globalists. What's the name of the the uh, world, world order, New World Order, <laughs> whatever you call it. There will come a time that will be a Gentile power again over the entire world as one. And there will be seven years of insanity and confusion. It is prophetic. I told you before that this book is a shadow of things of to come. Seven years in Nebuchadnezzar is definitely a shadow of the seven years of insanity. People will believe in a lie. You see, you, when you read in 2 Timothy, 1 Timothy, they say that people are, have itching ears to listen to a lie. <laughs> they are giving ears to the doctrines of demons. That's the Bible. It's not me who's saying that. People want to listen to the astrologers. People want to listen to the uh, Darwinists and in and, and psychology and all that blubber now conversion took place after seven years of madness we know that the Lord will come back after seven years of distress in the earth three and a half years of great tribulation but seven years of insanity and the Lord will uh, every knee will bow every tongue will confess every eye will see even those who have to have contact. The tree did not sprout again until after it had been cut down. Your tree can only start again once it's cut off. You will need to start again. Repentance is the start. Repentance is the beginning. Repentance is to look at yourself. You don't need a psychology. You don't even need a a pastor to go through holding, holding your hand. Okay, if you need it, that's fine. I can hold your hand. No worries. But you don't need it. What you need to do is to look at yourself and say, look, Lord, I know I messed up here. I messed up here and I messed up here. Cut this off. Start again. I'm sorry. I want to do it again. Because you are promising a, uh, a flourish kingdom to me in the future. Amen. Thank you for joining us today and stay tuned for our next podcast. You can also check our Facebook page, Instagram and YouTube channel. The All Nations Abba Church wishes you a great week in the presence of God. May the Lord bless you and keep you all. See you next time.